0: Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Good evening Kaya. Good evening Kaya. Welcome to The Law Report. I'm standing in for Michael Matuining Bill. On the usual show on Wednesday, we talk about the law on The Law Report. We seek to educate him that by the end of the show, you should be well, well, well aware of what the laws of South Africa provide for you.
1: (laughs) The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Kaya FM
2: 95.9
0: Mkaya, um, a very important topic, uh, uh, the Road Accident Fund. Um, I'm, I'm sure some of you have had been involved in, in road accidents or you've had someone that has been involved in, in, uh, in, in road accidents. Uh, we want to talk about... Uh, what process you need to follow in order to make a claim to the road accident fund. We want to dissect the various aspects that are necessary in, firstly, what do you need to establish for you to be able to qualify for a claim in the road accident fund? What is the quantum that is required? And what are the legal fees, if any, that needs to be, uh, that needs to be paid? So, so, so this, this obviously this is an aspect that affects uh, almost everyone that is on the road. You might be a passenger in a, in a, in a, in a public transport or you might be driving a, a, a private motor vehicle well, <laughs> uh and you get involved in a in a in a road accident we want to to explain how that process works and i and i know that um, uh, a lot of people think that this process takes too long and they are not not really sure at what point you get paid and they don't they're also not sure uh, how exactly the money is uh, is dispersed um so so we have we, we have we've thought that it is necessary for us to start the year uh on 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 on, on this topic so to, in order to assist me to discuss this topic i've, I've, I've invi- I invited a lawyer and a medical doctor because both of these are necessary in a road accident claim fund. You need a doctor or doctors and you need a lawyer or lawyers in the form of an attorney or an advocate, a doctor, either a general practitioner or a specialist in order to help you quantify. Uh, the, the, the the claim that you'll be making So I have Dr. Kutka Kampfundis She's a very good friend of mine we we come a very long way from the University of Cape Town um, uh, She's a neurosurgeon um, uh, One of the best that I know um, uh, As far as I know She's the third black female Neurosurgeon in the country So I'm very proud to call her a, a friend Dr. Kampfundis, welcome to the show Thank you, Malila, for having me And
3: greetings to your listeners And also to my colleague, the lawyer on the other side
0: Yes, the lawyer on the other side is a, is, a, is, is is Advocate Michael George. Um, uh, as we were walking in here, he was asking me about an equation that is so uh, outside, and I'm and is, is is asking me, does this equation really mean anything? Then I'm asking him, what kind of a lawyer interests themselves in in, in mathematics? I can't <laughs> even remember the last time I put two and two together. So I, he he's a lawyer of a kind. So so and and, and and then I said to him, I want to give you an opportunity to be to be to be the best that you can be. Then he says to me then show me the courtroom uh, i like the confidence in the man so there is uh, advocate george i have the best in the neurosurgeon uh, department i have a doctor and and i've 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 the best also as far as the litigation process is concerned advocate george welcome to the show
1: thank you very much for having me and um welcome and uh, yeah i hope i can give some assistance and some clarity tonight
0: maybe let's start with with you uh, the process of the Road Accident Fund, what what is it about?
1: right. the process is, well, firstly, the purpose. I think there would be a better place to start. It's a piece of legislation that's been enacted to assist members of the public that have been injured as a result of a motor vehicle accident. The act was set up in such a manner that... The Road Accident Fund is funded from a levy from our fuel, from petrol and from diesel. So, for every litre, a, a certain amount gets taxed, and that amount is determined by government each year, and that gets levied. and those, those amounts go to the national treasury and get dispersed to the Road Accident Fund to be used for compensation. Now.
0: So what, when, you, when you say compensation, what
1: do you mean by that? Right. Compensation relates to when a person has been injured and they've successfully proved their claim in court, the Road Accident Fund will then compensate them the amount which the court has awarded in their favor. That amount w- would vary depending on the circumstances and the injury sustained.
0: So w- when we talk about an injury, uh what type of so I, I mean I'm 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 on the N one uh, I someone bumps me from from the back I don't feel anything that day the next day I feel a pain on the back i have a whiplash I go to a general practitioner he gives me panados, then I come to you and I say I want to claim from the Rolex and fund
1: all right in order to determine whether you are eligible because firstly you have to reach a certain eligibility before you can actually claim. <laughs> Now, if you've been injured, there are two tests which need to be determined. The first is whether you reach a whole person impairment of 30% or more. Now, whole person impairment is how severely you've been injured. If you do not reach 30% or more, then the second test is what they call a narrative test. And that would be based on whether there is long-term Bodily injury, whether there is mental or cognitive disturbance long term, whether there is a loss of a fetus, and finally, whether there is permanent disfigurement. Now, if any of those answers are a yes, you may have a claim. The road accident. Fund so,
0: I, I think, Advocate George, let's let's do this. Let's 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 restate that again because what what you are essentially saying is that you need a qualifying criteria for you to be able to lodge a claim with the Road Accident Fund. Let's restate what that qualifying criteria again is. We said the first one is
1: your first one is whether you reach a whole person impairment of 30%. Or 30%. More.
0: That's the that's the first one. Yes. And the second one?
1: The second one is if you don't qualify for that. Yes. The second test is called the narrative test. Yeah. Now there's four different categories in the narrative test. So as I said it is serious long term bodily injury. An example let me rather give you an example of serious long term bodily injury is an amputation of a leg as a result of being in an accident. You're never going to grow that leg back again. Yes you may get a prosthetic but it's a permanent injury for the rest of your life. Okay. Then there is long term mental disturbance, and that would be somewhere along the lines, and, and the good doctor would confirm she, this is her field of expertise, but if you sustain a severe head injury, you could end up with neurocognitive or neuropsychological damage, which would be long-term damage.
0: So, so Dr. Mfundis, so you will explain to us the second part in, 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 in lay terms, what, 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 what that term that he has just used means. Let's yeah. go to the third one.
1: Right. The third one is a loss of a fetus. That is relatively straightforward. Um, The third, or i rather say apologies, the fourth one is permanent disfigurement. Now, permanent disfigurement is, and unfortunately we are speaking about accidents, but an easy example is if you are in an accident and you go through the windscreen, Your face gets cut up pretty badly from the glass, etc. And even with the assistance of a plastic surgeon, there will still be permanent scarring. Now, that would qualify as permanent disfigurement.
0: Now, who makes the determination of 30%?
1: Those are the doctors.
0: Right. Then that's a good start to bring you in, Dr. Mfundes. Uh, so, 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 firstly... Who do I go to if I want to make a road accident claim fund, a a, a road accident claim? Uh, Advocate George has has just indicated to us the qualifying criteria. So do I come to you first as a medical doctor or I go to a lawyer first? As medical doctors, we are often instructed by lawyers uh,
3: to uh, perform the different tests. Well, the first one of course being the uh, the wpi which is the whole person impairment that the advocate was talking about which was 30 percent that test in our context can be done by a general practitioner that is someone who's got an mbchb doesn't have to have any further qualifications beyond that and that person will then complete a form that is called the raf4 form and we use an american uh, medical association guidelines uh of intent, uh, that we use to do the calculations and therefore reach or not reach the 30% that is required by the, the law. So that, uh, 30% um, is done by the GP in the overall. There are times, of course, a specialist so where we are also asked to then complete the RAFO form as well. This is now upon instruction by an attorney. It is never the case that a client who has been injured on the road walks into our offices of doctors and asks us makes, makes an instruction to us to uh, complete these forms or to actually um, um, uh, do the narrative test so uh, the lawyer then instructs us as well also for a narrative test so in the context where maybe then the wpi 30 percent of been the by calculation by a gp then at times the lawyer instructs them to do a narrative test where they think that there is indeed a case but so uh,
0: but, assess- uh, but why, why do you need both because uh if, as i understood the advocate um you need 30 percent or the narrative test so once yes. once the GP has done the R4, R4 what, what the 4 4 form, and said you have a 30 percent 30 percent injury, shouldn't the inquiry end there? It Why do you then need the second one of the narrative test?
3: Yes. Once the 30% is is fulfilled and the calculations are correct in the RAFO form, um, that on its own can actually sustain the claim. But as advocates say, there's also an alternative. When you do not make the 30%, Mm. then the alternative is a narrative test, which is then now where you usually go to a specialist uh, in the field. So if, for example, you have had a fracture of your leg and that is causing impairment and you wish to claim for that uh, in, uh, that impairment, but you have not met the 30% according to the calculations, then an orthopedic surgeon will assess the person and then draft a narrative test and ex- give reasons why they think that this person qualifies even though they have not met the WPI of 30% on calculations. So that will be the narrative test. So as a neurosurgeon um, in the, in the, in the, the p- p- portion of mental uh, impairment, that is long-term, uh, the cognitive and uh, psychological or behavioral changes, we then assess the person, for example, who has had an injury in the, on the roads, has got a head injury. The WTI test doesn't meet 30%, but when we assess them, we find that there is serious impairment. Uh, that They will be complaining perhaps of memory loss uh, or, or changes in personality uh, or behavior in the context of an adult and at times in a child, difficulties with learning and difficulties with behavior at home and also in the school. Uh, that person will then be sent to a neurosurgeon who will assess that person. And then also with supplementing our report with that of a psychologist, educational psychologist or a, a clinical psychologist who then plays a role of a neuropsychologist, though we officially do not have that registration in South Africa. That person will then um, provide certain tests that are going to be done to assess the extent of mental affectation. And then the neurosurgeon or neurologist combine, compiles a report, an narrative report which then gives reasons why this person will then qualify for five point three on the RAF4 form, which is this component of neurocognitive or neurobehavioral long term impairment.
0: So, 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 doc. So so, 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 typically, I, 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 I understand the narration. So, 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 typically, uh, I, I, I want to get a sense. I, I want to give a, a, a sense of what happens. Then, practically, you, you, you go to. I, I get involved in an accident. I go to an attorney, the attorney refers the, 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 the client to you. What happens when that client learns at your practice?
3: I then uh, do an interview. So the, the attorney instructs me, send me an instruction letter with a supporting documentation, so the medical records uh, from the time of the acute injury and any subsequent medical records. Send me any reports that I am go- going to need to supplement my own report, such as the educational psychologist or the neuropsychologist, industrial psychologist, or occupational therapist, depending on what I'm going to need. So,
0: so, so, so. So, so you consider. So, so you you consider the reports that would have been given by by the attorney before you do your own assessment.
3: So at, at, at the moment, after, after receiving the, 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 the instruction letter, yes. the, the appointment is received by myself and is accepted. Yes, And I assess the client. I, do, I, I take a history. So I sit down and do an interview with them okay. to get an idea of what happened. You know, they narrate the story to me as, as best as they can, or at times with assistance of a relative in mm-hmm. the case where they are not in a able to give me this history. Mm-hmm. I then examine the client to confirm, uh, the injuries that, that they state um upon examining them, then I will then go back to the steps that the lawyer will have sent me yes, which is now okay. medical records yes yes, these, um, yes other reports that are supplementary okay I then firstly go through the medical records of the client co- to confirm what they have told me because the client will say to you i had been I was unconscious for two weeks. Mm and then you see the medical records that the person was actually awake, a casualty on arrival from the accident scene. Mm. So I then have to then confirm whatever they have told me and make medical sense of it. And I try to, to crystallize for the court and assist the court mm. to make a decision that indeed here there was serious injury. Mm. And then also then, after doing all of that, I then take the reports, for example, as an educational psychologist or the neuropsychologist, mm. and then I comment on the injury that the person has sustained in terms of neuro, as a neurosurgeon, mm. I grade the injury, and then I talk about the probabilities of uh, certain impairment occurring. Mm. And then I then go to the confirmation, which is the neuropsychologist or the educational psychologist test to confirm that these have been found to be true, that there is indeed cognitive impairment, or there is indeed a learning, a, a, a learning uh, impairment on the child. And then I compile that report, and then I, I, my, my role really is to assist the court to make a decision as an independent practitioner. So I, as, even though I'm instructed by Advocate George, I am not acting for Advocate George. I am an independent practitioner mm. who is there to assist the court to make a decision on this intent. So then I provide my narrative test to the attorney that has instructed me, mm. because the relationship really is a, one with an attorney and not with a client, so there is no doctor. Patient relationship, so there is no issues of confidentiality there. So I then disclose this information, I send this information back to the attorney who instructed me. And then, of course, we interact with the attorney, then at times they want to understand some things or or whatsoever. And it may happen that at times then you are asked to go and testify in court to your report that you have compiled. And then uh, the court then, uh, of course, li- li- listens to evidence and makes its own uh, determination. Yeah. At times, the court can't make a determination. And then they refer the matter beyond the court to the uh, to the, the RAS tribunal of the, of the council.
0: Okay, b- b- there, b- 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 before we go there, so, so, uh, so, so, so we have taken it now to a stage where uh, Dr. Mfundisi has done, a, a client has, has been referred, Dr. Mfundisi has done the report, and the report is, is back to you. Now, as, as, the, as, as, the, as the lawyers involved, let me, let me just put lawyers and attendees in for, for the purposes of conversation. That's so Yeah. So, so the, 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 the report is back with you now. Okay. What do you then do?
1: What will happen, and maybe I should take a step back for purposes of clarity, because we started at step number three, just to answer your initial question, but let's start at step number one. The first thing, as the doctor said, is the client must go to an attorney. The attorney will sign an attorney and fee mandate or a contingency fee agreement. An attorney and fee mandate means that the client will have to pay for the fees throughout the case, whereas a contingency fee agreement would mean that if the client is successful in the claim, they will be entitled to the percentage as prescribed by law. Now that percentage would be either double the normal hourly rate or Twenty-five percent, whichever is the lesser. Now, when they go and consult, what the attorney would do is they need to investigate before they even go to the doctors.
0: So, 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 what you are saying is that it is possible for someone to come and approach an attorney on a road accident, road accident uh, fund matter, and not pay upfront, subject to them agreeing to a contingency fee agreement. Yes. Uh, and, and in terms of that contingency fee agreement, it's regulated by, by the contingency fee act and, and, and so forth. And the maximum that the attorney can charge is 25% of the amount that will ultimately be awarded to the client.
1: That is correct. Okay. Yes. Now, what they would then do is they would then investigate whether the individual has a claim. So in order to determine that, they would be asking the client for certain information so one of the things they'll be asking for is the accident report because firstly there must have been an accident secondly they must determine whether it was wrongful thirdly they must determine who is negligent so for example with two motor vehicle collision your client is driving car a and They say car B came into their lane of travel and collided with them. Now, on the face of it, it would appear that it's car B's fault and your client does have a claim because they were driving in car A. But if they do a further investigation, they find that, no, that's not how it happened. It was actually car A that went into car B's lane. So they would first investigate that. The second or... The next step would be is whether the driver of car B was negligent. Now negligence is a reasonable person test. So would a reasonable person have acted in that manner? So for example, when you're driving a car, a reasonable person will keep a proper lookout. A reasonable person will apply brakes. A reasonable person will make sure their car is roadworthy. Those are the reasonable person tests. All right, thereafter, once they've established all of that and that's in order, as the doctor said, a RAF1 form will be completed, it's a WPI, and then it will be sent to the various doctors. They will do their reports. From there, that's where you ask the question. That will come back to the attorney. The attorney will serve those reports on the Road Accident Fund. They're entitled. They're entitled to appoint their own experts to assess the person. They might agree or they might disagree, and that's when you end up in court to dispute
0: it. Right, so we we are at a stage where the report is back to the attorney and is being assessed. Let's go and pay our rent the best
3: tea in the city. King
0: of dance, music, and entrepreneur. Tembang of course. Best known as Euphonic
3: is in the hot seat. This week on my Top 10 at 10.
0: We've seen, heard, and read pretty much everything there is to know about Euphonic, right? But there is now the growth of Tembang Now with a property show on one of the news channels. Who is this new man? Find out on my Top 10 at 10 this Thursday on the best tea in the city, only on the home of the Afropolitan the best tea in the city. Weekdays, 9am to 12 Kaya FM 95.9 The Law Report
2: with michael matuening bell kaya fm 95.9
0: Mkaya, welcome back to the law report it's more i'm standing in for my big brother michael matuening bill we're talking about the road accident fund and the process that you need to follow in order to make a claim with the road accident fund and i'm joined on the line by a good friend of mine uh, the third female black neurosurgeon in the country very proud to call her friend dr kutka kumfundisi and i'm also joined in studio by a very good advocate and i'm sure those who have been listening, you have heard um, how much learned he is. You know, we're the only profession that is referred to as the learned profession. <laughs> so that should say something. Um, we, we, we're talking about the Road Accident Fund. And if, if you have any questions that you have, either for the good doctor or for the good advocate, please give me a call on 086-00-00959. 086-00-00959. Um, advocate, let me, let me come to you before I, I, I go to Dr. Mfundese. N- now the report is with you. Uh, from Dr. Mfundisi. you now have the report. You said you, re, you 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 take the report to to the Road Accident Fund. Uh, so so in in essence, that means that the claim is between you and the Road Accident Fund, and the Road Accident Fund is the other party. That's why you need to take the documents to to them. Yes. What do you expect them to do?
1: Depending on the type of injuries, what you would normally expect is for them to request that the client go see their doctors.
0: The doctors of the Road and Fund?
1: Yes. Okay. So if it's a head injury, mm. as the doctor has described, she's a neurosurgeon and she'll assess the client based on the injuries, the head injury. The Road and Fund have a right to have their own expert assess to see whether the injuries as described by the plaintiffs or the clients, um, doctors, is as severe. They might find that it's not as severe. Mm. And that will happen across the spectrum of all doctors that the client went to go see, whether it's an orthopedic surgeon, a clinical psychologist, educational psychologist. Some of those experts may be in complete agreement with each other and there may be no dispute. Other experts may be far apart and divergent and have completely different views, whether it be factual or opinion. Mm. And then they will have to serve copies of those reports On the attorney for the client because he's also entitled to know what their doctors are saying yeah from there because there would be a clear dispute or if there is the matter can either be settled or if it can't be settled it would go to court for the judge to adjudicate upon
0: okay let, 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 on that note, let me go back to Dr. Fundes. Now, Dr. mfundisi you 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 clearly don't come cheap. Uh, um, you know, when people are talking about things that are complicated, they will say this is not neurosurgery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they say this is not brain surgery. It's, I mean, it's it's something simple. It's not brain surgery. So so if you do brain surgery like you, then clearly, um, I'm sure when you ask for the color of the money, it's definitely not the green one. Uh, so, so 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 what happens now in terms of your fees? How can can a person in your position, a specialist in your position as far as the client is concerned?
3: Um, The fees uh, that uh, I charge for the assessments that I do are are invoiced to the attorney. Okay. And the attorney then takes care of those costs or in the uh, instance where I am instructed by the fund, then the fund takes care of my costs. So I would invoice whoever instructs me. Uh, to, to, uh, to To perform the narrative test on their client
0: so there is no expectation that when the client comes to you, the client must physically m- m- must must fork out the money from from their pocket before they they consult with you
3: no the relationship is purely between myself and the attorney or myself and the fund with regards to that uh, payment
0: and, and therefore that means that you, you you are available to render your services both to to the plaintiffs in respect of the Attorneys and advocate, George, and also to render your service in respect of the Road Accident Fund as the defendant in the matter.
3: Yes, but as I said earlier, that as doctors we are not a doctor for plaintiff or doctor for defendant. Yes. We are independent assessors, and we ought to give a non-biased uh, opinion. And uh, but recently, our society of neurosurgeons, particularly, uh, had a recommendation made, um, you know, to the rest of the peers uh, in the country that it is important to try and balance the work that we do so that one doesn't have uh, uh, doesn't tend to be pushed towards a particular uh, bias which is uh, for plaintiff or for defendant one must look at the cases on both sides and they must be able to take work from both sides when that uh, work is available uh, that then somewhat keeps us uh, you know in, within ethical bounds and also keeps us non-biased so, um, it is never a case that I'm not a shooting gun, we never a shooting gun for anybody. We are purely assessing the situation and making a comment on the situation. Um, so we act on both sides
0: so 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 so, does it ever happen that uh, an attorney brings a matter to you, they say there is an injury, and you come to the conclusion that no actually there is as far as your consent there is nothing to claim.
3: Absolutely. It it does happen. So, just to take a few steps back. When I assess a client, for example, I will um, look at the situation, listen to the story. I find that there was no head injury whatsoever. In that instance, I do not draft a report. I simply advise the attorney by a form of a letter that this person had no injury to the head or no injury to the spine. And therefore, there is no report that I need to draft. In the case where um, there is uh, perhaps injury but the injury is not serious uh, so that person may then have qualified for what we call specific damages i will then make that comment uh, to the attorney you know, and then send that through to the attorney and will not go on to draft anything beyond just the narrative test and actually advising them of the same then at the last instance of course there's a client who, who qualifies and then the attorney usually on top of the narrative test they then ask me for a specialist um raf for the calculate calculations of the wpi in that instance i will then perform both and then uh, give that to the attorney but there are instances indeed where there is no injury to the head or the spine and there is no need for a report or an extensive comment from myself i just simply advise the attorney by a letter and then i of course charge my fees for drafting that letter and for the time taken to consult the client
0: Mkay, I'm talking to Dr. Kutka Mfundisi and Advocate Michael George on the Road Accident Fund. If you have any questions for them, please give me a call on 086-00-00959. So, Dr. Mfundisi, just, just before I forget, are you involved in any way in the quantification of the actual amount that the client is going to be uh, claiming from the Road Accident Fund? To say, no,
3: not not as a specialist, no. Uh, so the only time where uh, we get involved is when we're having when there is anticipated future medical cost. Uh, we then will assist with the um, estimations of what those costs are going to be. Because as a neurosurgeon, for example, I do spine surgery regularly, and I will then give them an a, a, a estimated fees for spine surgery for that client who have sustained spine injury, as a lot of them on motor vehicle accident, and therefore their claim will possibly be successful in that regard. I will then quantify that those that, that particular aspect, but then the rest is left to another person, actually, and everyone, who is then going to do the rest of the calculations in terms of the whole, um, uh, or how much will actually should be paid out to the client. Uh,
0: I'm getting a sense, uh, Advocate George, that Uh, I mean, she's spoken about uh, clinical psychologists. She's spoken about uh, neurosurgeons. She's spoken about orthopedics. She's spoken. Now she's talking about actuaries. (laughs) Um, So, so, so clearly there is a. I mean, there's a congress of, um, of. uh, uh, There's a congress of uh, of specialists that needs to be involved in 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 all this. Maybe the question that really needs to be asked is, what are you claiming for? All right
1: that's a that actually does make it a bit easier yeah generally what you'd be claiming for is three heads of damages and this is a general approach it's not it may change from case to case but it would be your general damages so those are your non pecuniary losses what that basically means it's for pain and suffering And it's not just pain and suffering you may have sustained at the time of the accident it is also for pain and suffering that is ongoing as the doctor said there may be future medical treatment and everyone knows a spinal surgery is painful and it may restrict movement in the future because you may need a spine spinal fusion between certain vertebras the second thing that you can claim for would be your past and future loss of income now that's your pecuniary loss so If for example, you are a unskilled worker and you work in the construction industry as a bricklayer, should you sustain severe damage to let's say your arms that you can no longer move your arms, you can no longer lay bricks, you've become unemployable. That is a loss of income. Your final claim would be for past and future medical expenses. So while you were in hospital when the accident happened and up until such time as the case is heard, if you receive med- medical treatment, those are considered past medical expenses, which you can claim for. And it is important that everybody keeps every receipt because without receipts and proof of payment, you can't claim it. And the same applies to your income. Keep your payslips, keep receipts. If you're a vendor, keep your invoices. But I digress. Together with that, as the doctor indicated, this future medical treatment. For someone that's receiving spinal surgery, that could cost quite a substantial amount. That is not paid out in actual money. The fund gives an undertaking. That undertaking is, and I say this in inverted commas, it's almost like a guarantee that it would be paid by the fund in similar way how medical aids do it.
0: So in other words, when, when I feel the pain and I go to a hospital, when the invoice comes, the road accident fund will pay for it.
1: Yeah. Depending on which doctor, certain doctors say, no, they don't accept it. You must pay upfront and you take that receipt and you give it to the road accident fund and they'll refund okay. you. Okay. Others say, yes, we do accept it and we'll claim directly from the road accident fund. But as long as it is for injury sustained in the accident, okay, not anything unrelated. Okay.
0: Okay. Um. Tabelo, you've been holding for for a very long time. Let's hear from you. Tabelo, in Soweto. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. And good evening to everyone. Um, if a few questions. Yeah. Um, if, for instance, you are involved in an accident and you are an outpatient, Let me let me rather be a bit practical. Um, my situation: I had an accident. Um, never went to hospital. But a few days later I picked up that, you know what, there's quite a substantive substantial pain and my lawyer decided to go consult but with the private doctor, my family doctor. And you know <clears throat> we without using um facilities such as x rays, um, gave me painkillers, used painkillers, pain subsided. But I was still there. <clears throat> Kept on going and this pain became part of my life. A um, couple of months later, I decided no, hold on. This is getting worse than it was. I decided to go to hospital. But anyway, I went to private hospital. i in mean, private doctor again. My doctor suggested that you not Go for x-rays, see a physician and, and, and. Um, medical aid was, didn't have funds then. I decided to go to Helen Joseph. Went to Helen Joseph. X-rays were done. Picked up no no in fact private doctor picked up that they did an x-ray in fact and when he did an x-ray he picked up that my for lack of tem- medical terminology picked up that the spaces in between my spine um, especially on the lower side I don't know what what that is is actually um, <clears throat> that's what causing me. so in other words
0: Tabelo, we 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 are losing you. Um, can you move around, or we come back to you a bit later? We, Tabelo, maybe let's move on to to Mohau. Hold,
2: please wait.
0: Mohau in Pretoria.
2: You can you drop?
0: Maybe maybe let me, let me come to Dr. Mfundese first uh, uh, Dr. Mfundese how long should the period be between the accident in terms of which you intend to do an assessment and the time at which the client is brought to you how much how long should that period be
3: by the time the client is sent to me um, they should have reached what we call the maximum medical improvement that is the improvement that is anticipated um to be the best in the context of uh, that injury so uh for example for a fracture that might be different it might be six months for a particular area it may be nine months for another area uh in the context of the brain uh it tends to be 12 months up to 24 months so
0: so so does that mean so does that mean that a, a client is involved in an accident today is that is taken to hospital uh, to, to tomorrow, the lawyers start calling you while you are still in your bed in, in in hospital to say they want to do your road access and claim fund. The lawyers come and take the documents from you. You are discharged three days later. At that point, can the lawyer refer this patient, well, this client, to you?
3: No. No, at that point, the patient has not reached a maximum medical improvement period. Okay. And that must be fulfilled before we actually go on and make a claim because we are here, we are saying that there is permanent injury or there is permanent incapacity. Um, so in order for us to determine that, the maximum medical improvement period must be reached. Remember that after you have been injured, there is an acute phase after the injury where indeed you will be intent for pain for anything as it was in the surgery and, and, and all such. But then you usually do get better. And we want you to get to the point where you can, you're going to do your best. Then we can assess you after that point, and then we can comment on uh, the serious of the injury. But also just to go back to uh, another aspect, is this client who, who is injured on the road is fine, goes home, and then two days later has feels a bit of a pain here and there, and then goes to a general practitioner. The doctor that assesses you first, uh, of course, the accident report would have been uh, filed. The doctor who assesses you first also has to complete something a form that we call a J88 form. That J88 is um, a short form that will be filled by a medical practitioner, wherein they make they they write whatever happened to you, and then state the injuries that you sustained, and their findings on the examination. So that if you do then intend to claim in the future, that J88 form will then assist um, ourselves and then of course an RAF1 form will then be filled on top of that, Uh, will assist um, the fund and also ourselves in moving forward in assessing whether you had an injury or not. Oh, but it, it, the medical, so, medical improvement period must be reached before
0: we assess the client. So the, 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 the J88 form, uh, you, you'll, be, you'll be trying to link the injury to the accident because I get involved in an accident today. Two days later, I, I go to, to a general practitioner, uh, but I don't necessarily go to see a lawyer. Uh, but I complain of injuries that I'm saying these injuries are arising from this accident. That, that, is that the intent of the J88 form?
3: Yes, if you intend to lay a claim or lay a charge, you must. Of course, you will be going to the police to report the accident and such, and then also reporting that you actually suffered injuries. They will give you the J eighty eight form, and that J eighty eight form must be then taken.
0: No, but let, let, depends, no. Yeah. Let's assume, like in in, in case, he was involved in an accident. He just reported to the police that he was involved in an accident. He didn't seek immediate medical care. He only yes. then did that some time later
3: two days later a few days later still that is the first doctor that sees you even if it's five days or Mm -hmm. ten days later that's the first doctor that sees you that doctor then must fill in the 88 form which is where we document it is the legal um documentation of injury of anybody who has been injured with six to later clean
0: the, the, this period you are referring to the you said the the, 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 the period is called
3: the, 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 the maximum medical improvement period.
0: In, in, in simple languages, so muscle mm-hmm.
3: Yes, muscle You know the time of recovery has yes. expired. Yes. and or rather the, the time that we the undisputed recovery would have happened, the maximum recovery would have happened, has expired. Then at that point, we say no, I polar beyond this you are not going to get any better, you know, and now they, we must then can then go on and fill in a uh, completed RAF4 form and then calculate a WPI or computer narrative test.
0: So, 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 Advocate George, let me put the same question to you. How how quickly should a person come to you to say, I want to put a claim for the road accident fund? We we, we, we know now from Dr. Mfundisi that you have to wait for a period in terms of which... So, Pauline
1: Yes Now, when it comes to the attorneys yeah. This is very important And this is a mistake that gets made quite often If it is a hit and run So you don't The person that hits you Doesn't stay on the scene And give their details to the police officer It's called the hit and run You need to lo- go to an attorney So they can lodge your claim On a RAF1 form Within two years After two years on a hit and run Let's repeat that again you have to go within two years to the attorney so that you can lodge your claim on an RAF1 form with the road accident fund. If it is a hit and run. Yes.
0: The person hits you, injures you or kills you or, or your, your your family or whoever must approach an attorney within a period of two years. That is correct. No, no, no. Actually, is it just approaching an attorney within a period of two years or there must be a
1: lodgement? No, it's approaching and lodgement. Okay. It has to be within two years. Yes. Then there's the second kind where it's a known driver. So the person stayed on the scene, they gave the details. That you can lodge. You must go see an attorney and must be lodged within three years.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Once it's been lodged, either within the two years or the three years, summons must be must be issued within five years from the date of accident.
0: No, from the date of accident, not from the date of lodgement. Yeah, no, from the date of accident. Which means the date is barred before. Yes. Okay.
1: Now those are what you would call prescription periods. If you waited longer than that, you're out of time. And then what happened? Then you have no claim. Okay. Unfortunately.
0: Wow, that's a chilling effect. So Mkaya, i'm sure you're listening that these timelines are extremely important and i've and i've seen people uh, even coming to some of us to say no i want to lodge a road accident claim uh, and, and then these prescription periods would have would have ended um th- there's absolutely nothing that can be done afterwards whether you knew or you didn't know about the existence of these three years as a matter of fact the the you, you can't lodge your claim uh thereafter Mkaya, i'm talking to dr She is she's a neurosurgeon and um and advocate michael george um if you if you if you want to give us a call to have a discussion with these two uh as we talk about this issue of the products and fund please give us a call on 86 951 sandile Tapelo, mohao moshele all of you i can see you and we'll talk to you after we pay our end know your rights know the law the law report with michael mitswinning bill Welcome, Mkaya, I'm standing in for my big brother, Michael Motson, and Bill I'm in conversation with Dr. Kota Kamfundisi and Advocate Michael George on the Road Accident Fund. The switchboard is green and it's boiling. I don't know whether we'll be able to get to all of you in the time that is left. Kaya. you always call late. Uh, always, you always call late. Let's see if we can try and get as many of you on uh, online uh, as possible. Sandile, there are a lot of people that are hanging on. Please get to the point. Welcome to the law report. Hi,
4: how are you?
0: Very well, Sandile. How are you?
4: I'm also fine. I greet everyone. This is in studio. Yes, Uh, we receive. Yes, yes. I I will try to be short. So my story: I was uh, hit by a car, uh, and uh, I had to stay for six months with uh, with a broken leg. But then I, by the grace of God, I I recovered. So um after afterwards there was a, a, a guy from a pol- police that was assisting me with claiming for for raf and um so what basically happened when my accident happened is that uh uh that lady that kissed that t- me uh she's actually the one that was wrong because uh, i had the right of way as the intersection so uh I went through this process of finding the the reports from the doctor and the statement from the police and all that. And then um uh, the uh, and then the guy told me that the outcome was that um uh, I my claim is unsuccessful because uh, I did not leave at the hospital. So uh, I I just want to find out whether was that a a fair outcome because I have this uh, other guy that I know. He was also involved in an accident, and his injury was not that serious. But he had uh, lawyers that were assisting him in making his claim, and he was ma- he, he managed to, to have a successful claim. So I just I just wanted to know uh, from the lawyer that is in studio and the doctor if if whether what they told me was valid or not, and and also.
0: Uh, well, well, was it a fair outcome? suddenly we got you. Uh, Dr. Mfundisi and uh, Dr. George, uh, hang on to that question. Uh, let's take Tapelo. Tapelo, uh, uh, try and get to the point, Tapelo, the switchboard. i I've realized that I have to get to the point. Yeah.
2: Anyway, in, in all fairness, I still have not healed. So I lost my claim through somebody from Helen Joseph. Um, now, ultimately, I'm being advised that my documents have not been submitted. Um, and I had to write some email to somebody senior there, but still.
0: Your now, documents have not been submitted to... Who?
2: No, and they, the, my documents are missing. But when they checked on one of the documents that we sign when you submit documentation to a representative, a Royal Accident Fund representative, my name appears there. But suddenly my documentation is under there. So I'm still not healed and it's now over three years that I was supposed to have been paid. Which I don't know um, how much I still have a file with at Helen Joseph showing that I have injuries went through what those scannings and scans and and and, and um the we got to tapelo uh,
0: yeah. let's so, go to, Mo- to know,
2: way too from here
0: yeah we got to tapelo uh Dr Mfundisi, you, you had the question and Dr J- Advocate George you, let's take uh, Moshele as well from fossilers Moshele how are you very well brother how are you welcome to the law report okay. please get to the point my 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 switchboard is is, is literally screaming oh,
2: okay okay so what happened is that i was involved in an accident right so we did the whole um raf claim thing i'm above it then um, my co- my case apparently going to court in in sometime in august right yes. but then in the process of me um i went and saw that the rafaf doctor as was told and then um at that time it was just up my hand was broken and but then at a major stage, I developed the back pain. And then I went to a doctor, and the doctor told me that the back pain has been caused by um, a traumatic event that happened um, due to the accident. So now my, my question is, will, I have to, will, will we still get to, um, to a point where we still have to be reviewed or assessed, again, based on now that I've developed a, 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 new, a new pain?
1: Advocate George, let's start with you. Short answer to the point, yes, because it is so a which new, one are you answering? I'm answering the very last question okay. regarding the hand injury and the new back pain injury. Yeah. The answer there is yes, you have to be assessed because you originally assessed just for your hand injury. Now you have established a new injury, which may or may not be as a result of the accident. A doctor needs to assess that. Um, without which there will not be evidence in court to prove that it was in relation to the accident.
0: Yes. Um, the second one, Sandile's one. Dr Mfundis, I don't know if you can pick up Sandile. He he, he was asking, uh, uh, his claim was declared unsuccessful. Uh, they said his claim was unsuccessful, but he remembers a friend that had a, a less of, or someone he knows that had a less of an injury.
3: Oh yes, yeah. oh, yes. So the gentleman who was told that because he didn't go to a hospital, he had no claim. Yes. Uh he didn't, he didn't, he didn't know was not admitted in hospital or of claim. Yeah. Uh, but that is not entirely true um, whether one is admitted or not does not necessarily equate a claim um, it just simply means that they've been assessed in their records in the acute phase or even in the later phase of the injury but they, they, the, the, whether the person has a claim or not an assessment has to be done by a medical practitioner um, and then a WPI has to be cultivated or a narrative test has to be uh, uh, fulfilled and then are sent to, to, to the lawyers so it does not make sense to me that you would have just been told just purely because he didn't lie in hospital, he didn't have a claim it is not
0: necessarily the case but, 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 but clearly a doctor is unavoidable at some point, you you, you have to see a doctor, so it's yes, yeah, so, yes. Uh, no matter how good your grandparents might be you, you, they, they can look after you but at the end of the day you need to see a doctor and then I mean,
3: you need to see a doctor it can be a GP but you must see a doctor
0: so that the J88 can be fulfilled yes and, 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 and then tapelo. Uh, he was talking about um, uh, he developed he, he, he realized he continuously had a pain on the back and uh, somewhere, he said somewhere on the bottom of his spine or something to that effect. I don't know what uh, what the medical term would be. Um mm-hmm. Would, would you have a sense of what would, what is happening with Tapel? Of course you haven't you haven't you haven't examined
3: him. Yeah, it sounds like what he's narrating to us is that he might have had a soft tissue injury uh, at the time of uh, the motor vehicle accident, and then later on uh, it aggravate may have aggravated uh, a, um, a, a degenerative spine, which is a condition that many of us are perhaps walking around with, where our spine has simply aged but the injuries minor injuries as well can aggravate uh, that kind of condition and actually make it symptomatic so i'll be walking around with my with my degenerative spine right now with no problems and then i'm in an accident then suddenly i've got a pain or i've got nerve entrapment and then at that point i need to be assessed and he says he had an x-ray done at helen joseph and it seems like it has confirmed that he had degenerative spine now the issue of the seriousness of the injury uh, whether it's serious or not there is a list of serious injuries from the RAS that is provided, uh, so that it, that list has to be fulfilled, and uh, unfortunately, a soft tissue injury, as you know, most many clients of course are complaining of pain from it, but at many times the soft tissue injury alone does not meet uh, the serious the list of the uh, injuries um, which is um, to be to be um, to be paid out.
0: So, uh, are you able to tell Dr. Mfundisi that this injury? Uh, was aggravated by the accident, but not necessarily caused by the accident.
3: Yes, yes, because you might find that the client, after injury, has been admitted in a hospital within uh, days, and then an X ray is done, and then you find that there are uh, the degeneration of the spine. It is particularly, you know, usually the spine or joint uh, that is uh, arthritis or whatever. In those initial x you find that there, is cha- there are changes already. So that, of course, will not have happened uh, as a result of injury that happened two days ago. But that may be a, a pre-existing problem that, unfortunately, will be aggravated by the acute problem, which is the injury at the time of the motor vehicle accident. So, so when so you so, so, tell.
0: So, so when you do a, your, your report to, to Advocate George, you say this injury was merely aggravated by but it, it, there was a pre-existing condition.
3: Yes, I will confirm that there is indeed a soft tissue injury of yeah. the spine, and then I will also comment that, they, according to the records that I have, there a the three existing um, degenerative changes of the spine, and that soft tissue injury has aggravated or has made that symptomatic. Um, and then, of course, just, so I advise the attorney in that regard that this, what you are seeing now is partially a, prob- a result of a pre existing problem, but aggravated by what happened with the motor vehicle
1: accident.
0: So, 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 advocate, what is the effect of, of this on, on, on the quantums of the claims?
1: All right. Well, based on the report that we receive from the doctor, the report would have to be clear to say to what extent it has aggravated it and what future consequence there would be thereof now if it is a soft tissue injury and the person doesn't qualify under the WPI test the first test we spoke about the or 30% the, test yes or the narrative test mm. then the person wouldn't have a claim in terms of general damages which is your non pecuniary whether the person would have a claim in respect of loss of income an industrial psychologist and actually would need to assess that uh, together with the occupational therapist. They may come back and find to say the person was doing a desk job before, the soft tissue injury to the back doesn't stop them from doing a desk job, there is no loss. Okay. Or they may say that there is a loss because the person was a manual labor and they can no longer do manual work. We as advocates and officers of the court we are guided by the various doctors, but there is also a point of um Argument. logic or flowing consequence that has to be followed, and the one does not necessarily lead to the other. There must be facts mm. that will concretely prove that there will be a loss. It cannot just be assumed
0: yeah okay so 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 so, how long does this process take of uh, of fr- from the day I walk into your office? Until you get uh, well, I suppose it also c- the same question also uh, goes to Dr. Mfundis to say, how long does it take for you to do to to do the report? maybe let me start with you how, oh. how long does this process take until the money hits my bank account
1: <laughs> It could take a couple of years unfortunately because there's a number of
0: factors okay by a couple of
1: years, you mean how many years probably four, five years, sometimes quicker okay it depends on the type of entry but the first factor takes into account is how quickly did the person go to the attorney after the accident? Yeah. Did they come on year three or did they come on day two? Yeah. The second aspect is, have they reached MMI what because you can't the max- maximum medical improvement because yeah, okay. you can't go to the various doctors for them to assess you unless you've reached that. So an example would be- So, so
0: i mean, in an accident, for as long as I'm still in intensive care unit, there's nothing that can be done. Yes there's nothing so, there's so what happens that to stage. prescription
1: then well your prescription would be two years um so y- it's highly unlikely you're going to be in an intensive care unit for two or three years you may be in intensive care depending if for example but prescription will be running it will be running yes okay. now an example of mmi re- coming quickly versus taking long is for example with a child versus an adult that has a fractured ankle. adult with a fractured ankle might take six months. A child that sustains a head injury, that may take the full two years. So there's another two year delay. Okay. Once all the reports are in and once you've got a court date, that may be another year to two. So that's why I say could be about four to five years. And then from there, payout from the RODEX fund would be dependent on how long they could take, which could be a couple of months, or even up to eight, nine months.
0: I, I want to squeeze in another question. Dr. Mfunde, how long does it take for you to do this report?
3: Once everything has been fulfilled, that is um, the instruction has been sent and when the client has come to my room for an ex- assessment, and uh, supporting documents have been submitted to to myself. We, we 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 offer the report within thirty working days from that period of having had all the reports or any required um, medical information that we need to compile the report.
0: Thirty days, okay. That's that's yes. okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I want to to, to <laughs> I want to squeeze in this this this. this. So so, I lodge a claim. I pass on. What happens?
1: All right. There's something.
0: And and, and also, if you may also or I pass on in a road accident.
1: Okay. If you pass away in the actual accident itself, mm. your state won't have a claim necessarily. However, your dis- your dependence would. It's called a loss of support claim because mm. they were dependent on you. If you had an accident and you lodged your claim and you pass away thereafter, it depends when you pass away. If you pass away before close of pleadings, which is after the summons gets issued and the plea gets issued, then they can still continue with it. But your claim would be limited because you've There's passed away.
0: There's no the, loss of income. Okay.
1: Exactly. Whereas if you pass away before okay. close of pleadings, you, your claim gets forfeited.
0: Mukaya, th- th- this has been a, an extremely enriching discussion and, and, and time is always a problem when we when, when talking about, about these things and I, I, I hope that uh, you've, you've learned a lot and I would certainly recommend to the producers that we carry on this discussion again and uh, I have uh, Dr. Mfundisi again and, uh, and, and Advocate George for, for us to continue with this, with this conversation. So, Advocate George, Mukaya, have been listening to you. Uh, if they need to talk to you, where do they get you? Doctor, you first. Dr. Mfundesi, oh, you're the cleverer you. of all of us.
3: <laughs> thank you, my lovely friends. Uh, I can be reached on uh, 011-458-2355. That is my office. And we've got a website, com. Our email address is at main at com. But preferably, of course, the, the t- telephone number 11 458 Two three
0: double five five. And which hospital are you at? I am currently working from
3: Bozamek Moda 14
0: Private Hospital. Advocate Joyce.
1: My situation is slightly different. The public unfortunately cannot get hold of me because I'm an advocate. They have to get hold of an attorney. I get instructed by the attorney and I go Mm -hmm. argue the case in court.
0: It has been quite an enriching discussion. Thank you very much, my good friend, Dr. Dr. Kamfundisi and thank you very much to Advocate George, and I thank you very much for your contribution to, to, to Mukaya. Mukaya, have a good evening. That was The Law Report with Michael Mitsuening-Bill. Kaya FM 95.9.